0: Welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon. And today we are going to be talking about the feminine. We are going to be talking about the pure version of the feminine, the actual feminine is what it is. And then we are also going to be talking about the toxic feminine, or as you will sometimes hear me say, the deranged feminine. I get question after question about the feminine and masculine and I sprinkle and spread knowledge about this precise topic all throughout my podcasts, and definitely in podcasts where I'm interviewed. So if you ever want to get the lowdown in a quick hour-long version of the feminine and masculine, you can always search for Maddie Moon or Madeline Moon in your podcast app and then go look at the interviews where I was the interviewee rather than the interviewer. So anything that is not on the mind, body, musings. But the purpose of this series that I'm about to do is to teach you about the feminine and the masculine in three or four parts. We'll see how this goes. But today, what I do know, this is going to be all about the feminine. Why do we want to be into our feminine? What does the feminine even mean? Can we say femininity in a post-feminist world? Is it degrading to talk about the feminine and masculine energies? What does it look like whenever we're really being aligned with our softness and our receptivity and our nurturing nature? And what does it look like when we're actually fighting it and creating the exact thing we're trying to avoid? We are going to answer all of that in today's podcast episode. First, I would like to start by talking a bit about what the feminine is in a very simple form and then what the feminine is not in a very simple form. So you can get the basics right off the bat. In its most basic form, the feminine is energy, period. It's energy. That's what it is. I'll probably talk a bit about the masculine as well, just for some contrast here even though we're going to be focused mostly on the feminine. So if the feminine is energy, let's like, let's like picture something together. Think about waves in an ocean or a river, water in a river. Like for a visualization, think about water, liquid just in general. In order for there to be energy, like you see the waves, that's energy, right? Like, whoa, energetic waves, they're moving and grooving, they're hustling, they're flowing, whatever they're doing, they are moving, it's energy, slosh and splash, energy. The bed of the river is the masculine, the stillness, the structure. It doesn't have any energy, it's not moving. It's not moving because it can't move in order for the water and the liquid to move freely. If everything's moving all together, well, you have a big collapse, you have a big chaos. So this is a wonderful way to think about the feminine, the masculine. The feminine is energy. That's what it is. And the masculine is consciousness. What, my, what one of my teachers, John Wineland says, and Kendra Kunov, um, they talk about how the masculine is the part of you, the part of me, and the part of everybody else that has never changed. When you were born you had this one thing within you. You had this soul within you. You had a, you had God within you. And it's not your personality, your quirks, and your traits. That is the masculine within you, that structure, the support. And it shows up in very literal ways in your life. And the feminine is the energy, the personality that comes in, the wink in your eye, your interest, your love, the sway of your hips. Everything about you that moves, moves through you. Emotions Emotion, energy and motion, any of that is the feminine. So every single person is also in their feminine. Every one of you listening, whether you are male or female, it does not matter. You are in your feminine too. And you are also in your masculine. You're in both. Thing is, a lot of times we have toxic energies with both of these. Um, so one thing I would like to point out is, <laughs> this is where things get a little confusing. The feminine is energy. But I still call both of these energies, right? So don't get too caught up in the verbiage. The feminine, what it literally is, is the flow, the movement. But both of these, the feminine, the masculine, yin and yang, the sun and the moon, shakti and shiva, alpha and omega, any way you want to put it. These are energies that live within us. They're dynamics that live within us. They are polarities that live within us. So the toxic version the deranged version of the feminine, could consist of victimhood, powerlessness, weak, manipulative, withholding, needy, codependent, overly emotional, and jealous. Now, right off the bat, every single thing I just listed to you, we all have. Just because something might be a toxic version of it doesn't mean that it's Completely avoidable. A lot of these emotions we, we own. We should own them. That's called the shadow side. The best approach is to say, yeah, at times I play the victim. I do act powerless. I do act weak. I do act manip- 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 manipulative. I do act like I am codependent. We all do this. This is part of the journey. The healthy thing is to be able to look at whenever we are entering one of these states. And then once we see it, we cannot not see it. So then you have the choice of continuing to play a particular kind of role, like continuing to withhold your truth from your partner and saying, why does this always happen to me? When you know very well that you are part of the equation of withholding, or maybe you notice that you are putting um, your needs on someone else to validate you. Say you want to get really into crystals, but you're really fearful that you'll look weird. So you make sure that your partner and your mom and your dad and everybody else tells you that it's okay. And so you're dependent on all of them to validate you instead of validating yourself. This could be a pattern that happens into your life. And then once you recognize it, then it's your responsibility to say, oh, I see this happening. I'm going to validate myself. I'm going to take off the pressure from others. So the toxic versions of the feminine are going to be expected and they are okay. Love yourself through that. Don't shame yourself through it. Don't get mad at yourself through it. When you realize it, then you can step into that pure version. So then you step into a place of softness, softening your heart rather than trying to harden it, build walls, use tactics in order to feel safe instead of just showing your heart's truth. And so energy, if we're moving more towards in a state of our feminine and we really feel a yearning and a desire to be softer in our heart, a lot of times that what that means is that we then have to go do the hard thing, which is to reveal our heart, to show our heart. Now, what does that mean to show your heart? If the feminine is energy and it's part of emotion, that means to allow emotion. It's very simple. Part of the feminine is to allow emotion to flow. Because when you cry, when you dance and you feel your feelings, when you feel jealous. And even if I said that jealousy can be a little bit of the deranged version, that doesn't mean it's something that you should not experience. In fact, that's actually an energy that my teachers wanted me to spend a lot of time this past year allowing into my life, that jealousy. So even if unconscious jealousy, which you just get mad and you claim ownership over everybody and you're frustrated and you close your heart and you yell and you scream. There is a way to go into actually a pure version of the feminine with jealousy, where instead of hiding your jealousy and trying to make everything change, try to not feel a certain feeling, because a lot of times when we're jealous, what we really try to do is not feel the feeling anymore by by trying to control the person. So you feel jealous, you get mad, you try to control the person, part of them might feel a little bit attacked because if we're doing it in an unconscious way, we could actually attack them in some way. On the other hand, if we are very much awakened to our jealous nature and we open our heart and we show the pain behind the jealousy and we let the pain move through us and we feel the pain and we honor the pain and we show our jealousy, that is beautiful, Because that might lead to to crying and to openness and to softness. A particular type of softness comes behind each one of those toxic qualities that I shared once we acknowledge them and own them and open up to having them and then display and feel and share the pain within them. Being a victim, feeling powerless, being manipulative, feeling needy, all of those, all of those qualities have something underneath them. And normally it is grief. Normally it is mere emotion. But we stop there. We stop at the needy feelings. We stop at the codependency. We don't go into the depths of what's behind that. Oftentimes we're needy because we just crave love. The feminine is, is yearning and it is desire and it is longing. And those same qualities that long for your partner to be yours and only yours should be honored and felt. Sometimes it might come out as jealousy. That's okay. But think about what's underneath it. It's longing. It's yearning. It's a, it's a desire to claim through love. And those same qualities should not ever be shut off because those are the qualities that then go into humanity. You see, the feminine has this unique ability to feel into what humanity needs at any given moment. It needs more love. It needs more compassion. It needs more softness. It needs more community. Humanity needs to honor nature more. Women are standing up, speaking up, sharing their truth, getting louder, feeling more, coming together. And a lot of times we get to those places of power where we're speaking our truth on a podium because we we'd refuse to turn off our longing. And it starts in relationship. It starts in our journals. It starts in our careers. When we no longer refuse to only stop at those surface emotions, feeling needy. When we say, you know what, I'm going to go to the depths of that. I'm going to go into the energy within needy. That is the feminine. So underneath the toxic feminine really is what I'm saying is the pure feminine. It's within that. It's deep down, but it is there. And the brave thing, the most courageous, brave thing that I think us as women can do is to feel whatever is naturally already there. And yes, there is a big part of this theme of surrender that does come up around the feminine. You know, a lot of times when you're reading blog posts and captions and books on the feminine, oh, even my retreats called The Feminine Surrender, even when you read all these things, you're gonna see the word surrender a lot. And it doesn't mean waving a white flag. Whenever we think about the feminine, it doesn't mean that we're giving up when we talk about surrender. What I think it means is to find the beauty of the unfolding. It's really what it is. It's letting what needs to unfold, unfold, trust that the universe, that your partner, that you have your back, and then do what you can to make it yours, to make it emotional, to make it fluid, to make it um, beautiful, to make it exactly what you want it to be. One thing that Kendra, one of my teachers, was talking about, which is hilarious to me because it's so true, at one of our intensives, she was talking about how the feminine, we were talking about our emotions, like this particular day we were all laughing, crying, screaming, opening up, moaning, Wailing, everything possible. At the end of the day, you just look at our eyes, and we're all just like, like we're feeling like exhausted, but also so open, because we just released so much shit that had been building up and blocked and stopped from coming out over the past several months before the last intensive. And somehow, we started talking about the theme of chaos, and she said something so simple but profound, saying that, you know, the feminine's chaos. It is. We're happy. We're sad. We're emotional. We're overjoyed. We're frustrated we're angry we have rage we have all these different things because we are so capable of all the different places if we are energy no duh we're everywhere we are literally energy so as I said I just want to go back to this the feminine and masculine these are energies that live within all of us regardless of whether or not we identify as male or female and that said the physical representation, the physical manifestation of the masculine is male, if we were to say, okay, let's put structure and logic and reason and um, an energetic um, forthcoming nature. Um, let's put together consciousness and um, depth and let's put together leadership and all these different things. Let's put it into a body. Typically it ends up being in a male's body, with a masculine emotional body, which I'll get to in a minute. And then if we were going to take the feminine and we were going to say, all right, let's put the feminine into a physical manifestation. Let's give the feminine, basically, if we were, if, if the feminine's a metaphor, let's give it an actual literal body. Let's think about softness, receptivity, um, creativity, um, energy. What is energy? Emotions. All right. What should we put this inside of? It's going to be a, a feminine body. When you think about the feminine's actual body we have vaginas we have vulvas goes inward inward receptivity we have softness our breasts our boobs our skin our body fat soft 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 emotion think about our day like uh, like kendra said chaos all the ups and downs that's how we are here's something i want to make very clear um and this is this is something that will explain so much to so many people Some people were born with, let's say, a masculine uh, physical body, but a feminine emotional body. And this is something that John Wineland talks about a lot. You can, this can work. You can be born this way. You can be born having um, a more quiet personality. You could be born inside of a feminine body, but yet you are full of deep depth. You do not talk much. You are comfortable listening. You can hold space for people well. You are goal-oriented. You are self-oriented. You think about purpose more than you think about love. You think about mission more than you think about emotion. You may have a very masculine emotional body, Um, vice versa. And we can talk about that in our next part of this series, All Around the Feminine and Masculine, about um, the masculine having an emotional body because that's very much the case and if you are in a relationship well let's say you have a feminine physical body you're you're a female and then you have a masculine emotional body and then it's flip-flopped with your partner this can work for a lot of people because it feels good this can work you know one person's feeling a lot of feelings one person holds the space and you know there's something called energetic agility where you might switch off on and off and that works and that feels good and you find your flow But here's my hunch. I believe a lot of women listen to my mission right now, and that's to teach masculine-minded women how to step into their feminine flow. And they say, oh, I have a masculine emotional body. And here's my thing. I don't think you do. I think if you are someone, I'm not saying this to everybody, but I'm thinking for the majority. If you are someone that feels very drawn to doing things perfect and you overwork because you feel guilty if you're not working and you are mission focused but it's not just like this strong warrior mission. It's more of like a flailing your sword trying to figure everything out because if you don't then you won't feel loved and you got to look perfect, be perfect, do all the things, be in control all the time. I actually do not at all think that is a masculine emotional body. I think you naturally have a feminine emotional body, but you were raised in a world that's all about hustle. You fell into it like all of us do at some point or another, at least many of us do. And then now you're you're at a time in your life where you're looking at the way you process things mentally, emotionally. You're looking at your relationships. You're looking at your friendships and your career and you're thinking, do I want to keep burning myself into the ground till I'm a crisp with no water to pour any more into my own cup or anybody else's and I'm I'm starving for oxygen and love and air and emotion and I want to feel soft and to cry. If you're someone who's craving to feel all those feelings again and to let go and to soften your heart, you're most likely... A feminine emotional person. And you were just raised in a culture that said you can't do that. You can't let go. You got to keep going. You got to hustle. You got to work really hard. You have to look a certain way. And you're just figuring your way. You're figuring how do I go back to aligning this emotional body I have with the physical body I have? I want to feel soft in my body. I want to let go of rigid eating rules. And I also want to learn how to think without rigidity. I want to think with flow and intuition. I want to be in a point in my life where I don't know what the answer is and I don't freak out and start dieting to feel like I'm in control or I don't turn to substance abuse or I don't go back to old relationships that no longer serve me. If you are craving for more of the softness and receptivity and creativity and emotional uh, well-being in your life and wisdom, if you're wanting to come to terms with your own innate wisdom and intuition and honor it and cherish it, you are on your way simply by realizing this why do we want to be in our femininity at all why is this a thing why are we talking about this why do we want to be in our feminine there're two there're two reasons okay there's like 200,000 reasons but here's one of them i'll give two but here's the first one we have so much to do in this world as the feminine. It is the the age of the feminine rising. We have the world to heal. We have nature to heal. We have connection and we're healing the sisterhood wound and the woman wound and the worthiness wound. And we are learning how to have more compassion and empathy in our relationships. We have a big task. Our task is to feel our feelings. Do you know what's harder than that? A few things, but still, it's very challenging to feel pain. Pain hurts Pain hurts. And that's what we're saying we're willing to do. And given that our task is so big to be vulnerable and soft and to hurt, but still open up to the world, don't you think it'd be kind of nice if we stopped having to make all the little day-to-day decisions? Wouldn't it be kind of nice if we could just focus a bit more on this big task we have and then let where we're going to eat What key things in our relationship need work on, what we're going to do tomorrow, how we're going to divide our money, how to get from point A to point B. I don't know. Those decisions. Wouldn't it be nice to have someone kind of step up and take the lead a bit? Yes. Because if you have 90% of your brain going to all these day-to-day decisions, like there's some statistic out there about how many de- decisions we make by 1 p.m. And it's astounding. And that's why so many people around 1 p.m. get like this sluggish feeling because your brain's tired of making, emotion- making emotions. Your brain is tired of making decisions. And so one of the beautiful things about having someone in your life or just the world, because it, it, this applies whether you're married, single, dating, whatever, Whether it's the world that you finally trust and open up to and you say, all right, masculine energy of the world, I trust you to guide me to my next decision. Or it's the man that you married and you say, you know what, I will let you decide what we're going to do about where we're having Christmas. The thing is, you must learn to trust. This is one of the more challenging things, of course, because as women, we have many reasons not to trust. This is within our nervous system. We have had our friends hurt. We have been uh, abused. So many of you out there have been raped and wronged and abused and shamed, and we have all experienced some sort of harassment or pain in some way, so we have learned how to protect ourselves. So what does this mean? Does this mean that we're now learning how to open and trust the whole world, everybody? No. It means we are looking for the trusted sources of the masculine energy where we're at right now, whether you're single or you're married or you're dating, and you find the divine within that. You know, one thing that I have learned to do is whenever I'm mad at a man in my life, I look at God, I look for God within them, and I love that. This is something I've told several of my clients. If you cannot love your partner in a certain moment, can you love God within them? Because if they are consciousness and they are depth, they have God within them, just like you do. We all do. But we as women have a very innate, abil- innate ability to feel intuitive and wisdom, and the masculine has a very innate ability to connect with consciousness and depth and the divine simply and who they are. They were born with that. So, I had someone ask me who's an actress, you know, in this, wor- in this business that I'm in, I have to be in my masculine where I feel like I'm taken advantage of. So, here's something that goes into searching for the trusted masculine in the world. Yes, you want to be in your feminine, truly in your feminine, the openness and the trustedness and the vulnerability during select times. It's not always. You don't want to be walking around in your day-to-day life, trusting everyone, opening to everyone, being vulnerable to everyone, because you might re-traumatize yourself. If you're not being decisive around the people who have earned your trust and have shown up in your life as people, you can be, um, open and surrender to. If you just do it with anybody, things will happen. You will feel betrayed again and it will only reaffirm that story that men cannot be trusted. So you want to be selective on who is that trusted masculine in your world. Kendra had once told me, like, look to the UPS man and see the trusted part in him and honor the trusted man and the trusted masculine with him when he delivers your package. And sometimes that's enough. You don't have to open everybody, but you can see the trusted qualities within men in your life, if you have been jaded from trust and you have taught yourself or you have learned that men cannot be trusted, if that is the case, part of this process of going back into your feminine and surrendering to another person or surrendering to the masculine of the world is for seeking out on your own terms, people who are reliable, even if it's the UPS man, or maybe it's the man that makes your salad correctly at your favorite deli shop. Appreciate that trusted source within them. And then there are other ways you're in your feminine with whoever, whenever, as much as you want. So, one of the things that I believe is incredibly powerful if you're wanting to emotionally be more in your feminine, use your physical body to move slower. The masculine, since it's very goal oriented and it's very logical and it's very structured and it's depth and and all of that you know it can be very forward moving it's like the sun energy it's i'm gonna go out there and accomplish this one thing that's delicious in my own body is to move slowly when i'm reaching for something move slowly if i am batting my eyelashes i do it slowly there's something really delicious and soft about being slow And it makes your nervous system feel very calm because if you're moving fast, like physically moving fast is embodying the hustle culture. You're literally using your body to do something that replicates an energy you feel. When you are feeling anxiety, you probably move fast. You rush. When you are feeling rested and trusting, you move slow. So you can teach your body how to be in the feminine simply by moving slower during sex, while making food, while shopping for your groceries. Maybe you want to touch your zucchini with a little bit more love and ease. Maybe you want to reach for your glass of water with a little bit more softness. I also apply the same rule of slow. I say this all the time, just slow down, slow down. I love slowing down in my work and my business. This podcast, I've probably been talking very fast because I'm very passionate about this, and I'm a double fire sign, so there's a lot of fire in my life, but when I go into my email, my inbox, and I look at the messages that people have been sending me, I do not rush through, I do not skim through, I do not respond quickly. That's why sometimes I take a couple days to get back to people because I read each email individually multiple times through craft my email go back through my email uh, that I want to send them and I um, cut and paste my sentences in a different order and I might take out some words and I'll reread it and I'll reread it and then I'll send it every email that anyone receives from me is intentionally crafted it's not rushed I really want to think about what I say because how I'm showing up in my business is how I'm showing up just in my personal life and even if you don't have your own business the same thing applies you can begin to embody more characteristics of the feminine with your physical body. You can move slower. You can touch things more intentionally, more delicately, more tenderly because the feminine is tender. She is soft. She is emotional, but she's also sometimes a tsunami and full of rage. And that's another thing I do want to mention that, you know, rage and anger is not part of the toxic feminine. Rage and anger is, are also a part of the pure feminine if I'm screaming my eyes out, I'm still in my, my feminine. I am still in my feminine as long as my heart is open and not closed. That's the huge difference. And I mean, I'm i not going to lie. There's This is a practice that I've really started to apply in, into my life since I've been working with John and Kendra. And it's not perfect at all. Uh, this past week, me and my partner have been just a lot of close-hearted rage because we're fearful. We're scared and this happens. There is fear in relationship because when there is fear of losing something, there is also a desire to close and to guard so that we don't feel the pain. But when you're working with your feminine energy and you're opening up to feeling the pain, you also must learn to open up your heart during the moments you want to protect and close and shut down the most then if you are closing your heart and you are turning away physically like let's imagine the embodied version of this closing your shoulders turning away slamming the door um, saying things that you don't mean withholding your truth saying like you know nitpicking and arguments about the line that the just the the person just said even though your fight is really nothing about that At the bottom of every fight is grief and fear and pain It's what it always is. It's always those things. And when you connect to your heart, typically, and I'm going to be very literal and realistic, you begin to cry and you begin to be vulnerable. And you open up and you say, I feel so sad. I feel so sad. And you begin to cry and open and they see you and within your partner or the person witnessing, a lot of times they will feel something evoked They will feel a certain sense of protectiveness because they're seeing your real true heart and it's tender and soft and beautiful. But when you close down your body and you turn away and you say, I hate you or things you do not mean, nothing tender is evoked within either one of you. Oftentimes it's just promoting more hardness. So the job of the feminine is not easy. It's saying I am willing to go into the pain and I'm going to go into it for the betterment of me because I refuse to abandon my own emotions And as a side effect, I'm sure it will evoke something soft within you as well. So this is why it's so important to allow the flow of emotion. Not for your partner, not for your future partner, not for your family, for you. Because you begin to say, I am no longer going to sacrifice or abandon my truth. Even if your truth doesn't make sense. Oftentimes it doesn't. I literally cried so many times this week. I cried lying at the bottom of my bathtub floor as a shower poured over me. I cried after sex. I cried FaceTiming my mom. I cried on the couch. I cried in the fetal position. I cried reading the last chapter of my book. This is all exact examples of me crying this week. And that's not to say this is every week. This is a crazy full moon. And I totally know that. And I think it comes to its peak tonight, but a lot of times full moon energy starts a couple days before and lasts a couple days after. And this one was all about seeing shadow aspects of your life. And so if you're listening to this um, around January 23rd or so, then this applies to you if you're listening to this way down the road, which probably will because this is going to be podcast I refer to often. Then it won't be applicable anymore. But you can always look at where the full, uh, when the full moons are coming and see if that is um, going to be a time in your life where you might want to set aside some space to feel. But I have done the work to be in my feelings. I no longer feel guilty or shame or frustrated with my emotions. They're gorgeous. Yes, I'm going to say that about my own emotions. They're gorgeous. They're opening and they hurt so bad. They hurt so bad sometimes cuz pain just hurts and fear hurts and i also know that the more depth i the more depth i allow myself to venture into in the pain means the more depth I allow myself to venture into with the joy and the openness. And I love being an open creature. It makes my creativity better. Have you ever noticed that in your darkest moments you write the best or you sing the best or you have the best conversations or ideas or thoughts? I have written poetry like a mad woman recently. Just in the middle of the night something will come to me and I'll have to whip out my phone and write it down. Or I'll get it while I'm listening to a podcast. But I'm, I'm continuously hit because the pain is so opening. And then I put that, that those words or whatever it is out into the world and people feel it and people feel seen and heard when they relate to the pain of someone else. And that's why pain can be so freaking beautiful and healing because people knowing they are not alone in living in this world and all the stuff that comes with it, that can be the most nurturing thing they'll ever feel. Feminine is energy, it's the ups and downs, it's the chaos, it's complicated. It's a river, but it's also a tsunami. It's pleasure, but it's also pain. It's honest, it's truthful, it's the moon, it's the intuition, it's the wisdom that lives within your body. It's the goddess, but it's also the protector, it can be the mama bear. The feminine, the feminine, the feminine, oh my goodness, it's everything. It's all the energy within you and me and in your husband and in your grandpa. And it's a collective energy right now that's in our world that's all around healing, coming together, community. You know, the, the feminine is more concerned with community than the masculine is. The masculine is more concerned with self. I am a sun sign, Leo, and a moon, Sagittarius. So that's those are both very fiery, fiery and masculine signs. My Mars, if anyone is familiar with astrology, is right on my ascendant line. Mars is masculine. So take all of that. I mean, masculine, Leo, Sagittarius, masculine. Mars, the most masculine planet. That's exactly what it is. The planet of aggression, all of that. It's right on my identity line. I am all about masculinity. That's how I was born. I was born with this self-oriented, goal-oriented, go, 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 hustle lifestyle. But once I started realizing this and realizing how much more I craved a life of feeling and emotion and depth and crying and dancing and moving things through, I realized I was more capable of love personally. And I am not perfect by any means. That's why I think um, this is a lifelong journey. If you were to interview people I've been in relationships with, they would say, Madeline? Feminine? What? Maybe not. I've had a few people say that I'm definitely in my feminine, but those are probably more recent people. I have had to learn how to do this, and I am still learning. There are still times where I close off my body and I turn away. It's just that it's sooner now that I, I, I cease to play that role anymore. And I say, you know what? I take ownership over this experience. I want to feel it. I'm not a victim to fear or grief. I'm not a victim to that. I'm going to choose that right now because I know what it's going to bring with it. Feminine has so many different ways it shows up in our life. Physically, our body fat, our, the curves of our skin, our breasts, the softness there, the wisdom that lives within our bodies that has been passed down from every single woman before us. Um, then emotionally, the emotions you feel in, in a day's span, all the different emotions, you probably felt like a million today. And you, if you think back about it, there's all, so many different things. A lot of masculine identified people are not like that. And that's why um, sometimes it feels like we're from different planets because we digest things differently. But we both have these beautiful ways to digest things and create polarity together which we will get into in this series. So for now I want you to sit with this. I'm so curious about your thoughts. If you want to learn more about the feminine in the meantime during this series I want you to go on over to madimoon.com slash free gift and uh, there's three free gifts there actually. I have an audio guide I have an ebook, and then I have a list and this is the one I want you to go to actually all of them would apply to you but I have a free book list 100 plus free books my favorite books over a hundred of my favorite books and there's a whole section on the divine feminine and masculine go get those two on the top of my head uh the red tent and her nope sorry the red tent and she she I love this book called She, and I believe that The Red Tent can be found on Audible if you want to listen for free, get a free audiobook. you want to get a free Audible trial, go on over to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings and you can get yourself a free book, um, plenty of books over there, so if you want to go download that book list that I mentioned and then go check out all the books that are available, I suggest you do so. And then the last thing I want to say is I have an entire retreat that is all about feeling more, all about um, pleasure, which we didn't really talk about today. But pleasure is another huge aspect of the feminine because you have like this incredible ability to feel pleasure in your body at any given moment. Um The feminine really does. And I've talked about this several times on the podcast. So just go back into the archives and look for anything about the feminine masculine and it will come up. And I will surely bring it up sometime in the near future or on my Instagram. Happy to speak more about pleasure. But the feminine surrender. This is a retreat that I host for 10 women where we gather into a cozy mountain home in the woods. So again, surrounded by a feminine energy, the woods, very grounded, very nurturing mother earth and we make mala beads we make these beautiful mala necklaces eat delicious food all food allergies are taken care of so you're you're all set there if you have any we have a new addition, a cacao ceremony. Mother cacao, again, another very feminine energy. Mother cacao joins us. We drink cacao. It is plant medicine, but we do it in a way that is so cozy, where we're going to be in a room having sound healing going on. So that means I have someone I bring in that's going to be playing music for us as we drink our cacao, lie on our backs, and let ourselves have our own personal journey where our hearts feel opened, but we're all together And it's one of my favorite things to do. I love cacao ceremonies and especially doing it with a gong bath. Hello. Amazing. Um, The home that we do this in is gorgeous. It's so like, oh, it's just so nurturing. The entire kitchen is quartz crystal. We have acro yoga, which is one of the the huge parts of the retreat as we learn how to play with each other intimately by doing yoga, partner yoga, and lifting each other up and holding each other up and experiencing what it's like to be in the feminine, surrendering, but also being in the masculine, being the support and structure. So if you want to learn more about that, all you have to do is apply. Give me all your information. I will intentionally slow down with all of that in my inbox and get back to you. Go to maddymooncom slash events to apply. You can also read testimonials there. Reach out if you have any questions at all. Otherwise, stay tuned for the next part of this series on the feminine and masculine. I will see you soon.